Hello, welcome to this, the latest podcast from Shine. In it, I'm talking with Adele Hill, co-chief executive of Access to Industry, about the development of the service that is Shine over the years, now that we are in the 10th year. Firstly, Adele, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. You're welcome. So my first question is is really about the very, very beginnings of your, your involvement with Shine. So can you tell me, how and when did you first hear of Shine? Well, Robert, I was involved in the initial application stage for Shine, and it wasn't called Shine then, it was called the Women's PSP. And it was back in, I'm sure it must have been, it was just before Christmas, I think it was November 2012, and we all met in the boardroom in Albany Street to discuss this opportunity to come together to offer through care support in a completely different way for women and um, short-term prisoners coming back, being liberated from every prison in Scotland or all women estates in Scotland and um, how that would look as a public social partnership and what the key partners around the table could bring. And that was the first ever initial kind of conversation we had about women's mentoring and what it would look like. So you were, you were very much there at the, the very, very early stages of, of Shine. So, so that, that, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so how have you seen Shine change over the years, these last 10 years? I think from the initial stages where it was being evaluated through Ipsos Murray and Robertson Trust were involved in the first two years to establishing and launching the name and having an official launch. I think that happened in the kind of autumn of 2013 to see the roles adapt within prison and having the initial prison-based champions role, seeing movement of women around the estates across Scotland Grampian, Edinburgh, Greenock, Pullman, Cornton Vale, and the changes to the estate, and now going to have these amazing trauma-informed community custodial units, and really seeing that informational change, understanding of how women in justice is, what the approaches need to be, the learning, the learning set, how women's thoughts, feelings, processing is very different to men and the real understanding of therapeutic intervention, well-being, trauma-informed practice and what that really means. And then we've had changes within our partnership processes. We've had changes in partnership managers over the years. We've had changes in in paperwork, the the transformation from paper to digital and the, the, the absolute positives that come with that and then having really brought shine together the marketing strategy that went with shine the operational strategy that goes alongside that and the accountability alongside the understanding and respect for all the partners so this sounds like a service that has 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 changed almost almost on a sounds like a constant basis of those those last 10 years one of the things you touched on there was about how um through care support is different for women 
as it is for men. Is, is that something you can tell me more about? I think for, for me, what, what, what we've seen is we've been given the opportunity to have a dedicated service specialising in women. And as a result of that, we've been able to develop a skill set in our staff team and develop, and I mean that in terms of the wide shine partnership, I don't mean that personally just within access to industry, but we've, we've been able to develop on aspiration and different learnings that have came to us from external agencies and through internal observations and anecdotal information that's came to us. We've, um, we've seen the build of gender specific services in the last 10 years. We saw Shine came on board in 2013 and then in 2015 we had the Women's Justice Strategy and in 2016 we had the development of the Women's Justice Centres. In particular, for me, that was in Glasgow and in Edinburgh and looking at what those justice centres have enabled in terms of one-stop shops for women, in terms of really looking at a process of transformational change, looking at trauma and then the evidence behind that then you you have to look at the approach of ACEs. That was all timed in 2016 to 2018. So the learning from America and, and the professors around that mm -hmm. and how, how trauma can affect the brain and affect people's processing and how that's different in females than it is to male. So the approach needs to be different and it needs to be sensitive to people's needs. It needs to be a very person-centred approach. It needs to be relationship-based relationship focused that all takes time the women need to build trust with their worker that takes time and for so many women they've, they've came they've came to meet with our worker or meet with their mentor in a place of such negative connotation because they're surrounded by professionals they've had professionals all their life who have potentially failed them so they're very very aware and wary of professional services because of their negative connotation that they have with statutory services. So there's a lot of work has to go in to reassure women that, that our professional mentoring role is there to support the women and for the women to be able to achieve a life free of, free of offending and free of harm. And, and that's the approach that we've always taken. So being able to have a, a service that's open and so person-centred in the sense that each journey is individual to a woman, I think that's very important. And nothing's, although we say we work with women within a six-month period, we're still growing that woman in, over those six months and we're working on a, a very specific action plan that's tailored to their needs. And that, that plan evolves in time, as does everything else you know so I think having mm -hmm. the ability to be flexible and to engage in the women's journey and being very transparent on what from from a place of meeting them either in custody or at risk of breach at breaching a community sentence to then having that almost transformational change where women can meet you safely in a community space meet you safely and confidently and understand that you are there to help them and that, that they build that resilience and build this, the skills to empower them to achieve their positive destinations. I think that's really, really encouraging. And I'm not sure, does that actually answer your question? It does. Thank you, Adele. It, it, it really does. And it, it highlights some of both the, 
the challenges, but some of the achievements that um, Shine helps our women mm-hmm. you know, work through. And you talk about it being a journey there. And, and obviously, I'm coming from a different angle in terms of outcome star training yes. myself. Yes. So, so that resonates to me from, from, from that angle very much. Yeah. And some of the stories I've been privileged enough to hear from mentees directly or the women we support directly over the years yeah. you know, have very much reflected those journeys those personal journeys mm-hmm. so, and so, I think that's where we've been really fortunate and I'm really sorry to cut in there but in terms of when we change to the digital platforms and having shine online but having the, the KPIs set that we've got this outcome star now and we've got action plans now that are recorded on CMS for a monitoring point of view it's really useful because the more outcome star reviews you can do with women the richer the journey is and you can actually physically start to build build a profile that shows transformational change you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think as as I mean certainly a minimum of six months but we do sometimes extend that to a year in certain cases and sometimes as the women grow a relationship and, and grow trust with their mentor they they divulge is that the right word or they share more information about who they are and where they've came from and you're building much more of a picture about the victim that 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 perpetrator is as the justice world would see them how they were the victim and how they've overcame so much in their journey as they've grown and then that they're at a place where they can actually trust the worker enough to share a bit more about their challenges that they've had and they've overcame in their in their life yes. and also what support they really need now. So for, for some women, it's as a result of, of our mentors and the trust that they have with the mentor, that the mentor becomes everything to the woman, you know, from, mm. from becoming their birthing partner to being their advocate, to be in their um, chaperone, to be in their mental health, to be in their counsellor. So, so those roles that mentors adapt to, that you know, they're not they're not trained in any of that. But but the but the but the mentee sees them as all of that because the trust's there. And I think that's something that's evident and probably became more evident in the last five years. What have been the highlights for you with Shine over the years? Wow. You know, I've thought about this question a lot and wholeheartedly it's the the women and the success that so many women have had and overcame. And when when meet collectively as a programme board and you go through achievements and, and, and seeing that even during the pandemic we were able to still engage with women and still have such creative creative mindsets and mentors mm-hmm. having such passion and determination to ensure that, that our women received a service. So I think the, the, the twofold there is the achievements that the partnerships made and, and created as a whole for the benefit of the women and seeing the women thrive and seeing the women engage and seeing just how, how many people we've been able to reach over the journey of Shine and over the the location of being a national partnership. That's one success. Another success is is maybe more a personal success, but seeing the growth in in your staff team as well. And I mean, we've been very fortunate that over the 10 years, we've had quite a stable 
mm-hmm. and a, a longitudinal approach to our Shine mentors, you know, which is great. And we've been able to see our mentors grow and develop and take on more experience and become more experienced in various different roles. And then I think another success and another highlight has been the sustainment of the partnership and seeing the partners around the table, seeing the different roles that each partner specialises in, but each partner knowing their specialism and still being able to provide a service for, for our women that is a continual service regardless of where you live in the country, you know, so, so we know that we've got that continuous mm-hmm. support and it's not a postcode lottery like many projects have been, you know, where your yeah. your your support's divided by your postcode or your location or your or authority, etc. This project's allowed for those boundaries to be blurred and that regardless of where you live in Scotland, this is the mentoring this is what's offered to you if you're a short-term prisoner coming out with no formal supervision or you're in a community order at risk of breach then this is a, a service that's offered to you and it's it's that blanket approach but very specialized approach that I think something to be very very proud about although it has its challenges <laughs> and that leads me neatly on to to to, to my next question there is at the moment, you know, where, where we're sat here in, in, in the early, uh, mid-2022, what do you feel is the biggest challenge for Shine? Development and sustainability for me, because the current contract that we are, we are working on has not been changed or reviewed since the initial PSP started in 2013, 2012. Mm-hmm. So... When, when you look at that, you can say that's excellent because we've had 10 years of, of funding and we've had 10 years of continuity, but you don't because it's year-on-year funding and it has been since 2015. And then it's also, there's not been any room to evaluate the change in landscape or the change to the judicial system or the change to the women's needs to then be able to, fundamentally I suppose or structurally change change the service spec to evolve like other things have evolved because we know that there's been changes in justice we know that there's been changes in TSO work there's been changes in how women are are viewed in prison changes in where women are located etc and also the change in needs for our women on liberation and also, the amount of women that are being given a CPO now, the whole framework for that's changed. Whereas I think our our contract and what we report on has stayed quite fixed for the past ten years, and I would have liked to see that become a bit more um, flexible or a bit more fluid. And actually, I know we review, but it would have been good to have evaluated and where it ne- needs to go next and where it needs to go next re- more regularly than what we have done. And I think also the year-on-year funding isn't good for for staffing and for retention and motivation and development. So I think if you've got a stronger contract length, people feel more safe and more secure to develop and do new things. Okay, thanks, Adele. Um, My final question is, if there was one thing you would want to shout from the rooftop about Shine, 
what would it be? I think, yeah, the, the overall the overall success of the project, how many women were able to work with, the reach of the service, the where where the part where the partners lie, the amount of, I suppose, the geography, the spread, mm-hmm. where, where we work, how how we capture the women, how how we engage with the women, the ability to be responsive to be the advocate to from crisis intervention right the way through to sustainable and seeing somebody progress and and, and no longer require the service anymore <laughs> and mm. that's not because of return to custody that's because they're actually thriving in their own community there's so much about it that's um that's a success but i think the the ability that we're still here 10 years later and we're still able to be shown change and we're still able to meet the needs of the women is is fantastic and I think the sheer the sheer success of the the program board and sometimes that's very difficult to achieve partnership work when when you've got such a short time frame to create something mm-hmm. and to see 10 years on what we've achieved and the, how the projects came alive from a bit of paper right the way through and how we've been able to create that service and evolve that service with all the changes around us you know and I think um, I think it's a service that people should be very proud of and I think the women that receive the service are very grateful and I think the best thing is is when you have your mentors feeding back to you about a client who said thank you or or um, who really appreciated the service or who's stood up for for the client for the client sorry when the clients actually spoke up for the mentor sometimes and said without you you know I might not be here just now or something that's real validation of the need for the service but yeah no I'm very proud of it very proud of it there's too many things that you could be proud of (laughs) it's 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 definitely the, the the reach and the level of of service and level of support that we've been able to give to very very vulnerable women has been a great achievement and well needed thank you very much Adele for today and for taking the time to speak with me and for speaking so eloquently about the successes and challenges and history of shine to find out more about shine visit our website at shinementoring.org thanks for listening